What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Calm Podcast. This is episode 25, and today I'm joined with Osaze, who's one of my fraternity brothers. Uh, we sat down and talked about life after college. We talked about our experiences in college, what inspired us to join a fraternity, um, and just touched on a, a bunch of other things related to being in your early to mid-20s and figuring out life. Uh, and just to preface this, and, and just a disclaimer, before we start this episode, the audio quality wasn't the best. Uh, there were some audio issues on my end, so you may hear some crackling, and I understand if the episode was a little bit hard to listen to because of that, but on, on my end, uh, we recorded over Zoom, so there were some audio issues there. But hopefully you can still enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm joined today uh, by my boy Osaze, and we're going to be talking about um, college. We're going to be talking about Greek life and talking about um, his podcast. So he has a podcast that he's working on, um, and I'm just going to give a, you know give him a quick minute just to introduce himself um, and talk a little bit about you know his podcast before we get started. So if you want to introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, my name is Osaze. You can call me O for short. Uh, and just, just a little tidbit about what I'm trying to produce um, on my podcast. It's going to be called uh, The Neighborhood Podcast. Uh, we want to get into the community and we want to be the people's brand ambassadors. We want to make sure small businesses get the exposure they need, just like these big companies out here that are doing the same. And just really help people out and, and just give them the exposure that they that they I think they need to to get them over the hump to be very successful. So I, I really appreciate you letting me on right now because I do want to get my feet wet. I don't I don't want to go into stuff not knowing what to do, but right. you know, definitely seeing what you've produced over the I don't know what tens, tens of twenty, twenty, like you know, twenty five, you know, yeah, episodes. episodes yep. That's pretty dope, man. I, I think that's awesome. I, I, I'm striving and you inspire me, man, for sure. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on today and taking some time uh, to talk. So, you know, we're going to dive right into it. And in today's episode, I wanted to center it, center it around college, center it around sort of our experiences there, because both of us are college graduates. Um, and I think we both have a unique perspective um, and had unique experiences in college. Um, and I think one thing that a lot of people struggle with, especially coming out of high school, um, is really finding your place, finding out where you fit, finding out what major you know you want to be. I, I know that's a huge thing. A lot of people don't know what the major is. They'll stress about that. They'll stress about you know oh, where sure. they're going to live, how they're going to pay for college. So um, I really wanted to start off talking about what that process was like coming out of high school into college were you the type of person like did you know what you wanted to do you know right away or was that a process did you have to figure that out and how did you kind of land on you know your final major well I mean I, I had no idea to be very honest with you I, I knew one thing was that I wanted to stay away from like math because I was really really not I wasn't that good at math right. and I wasn't as confident I should say so I thought I'd do something that's more for people skills. So I ended up doing sociology and I wanted that as a major. And, you know, as I got into it, I did a couple classes, um, intro classes, and I thought, you know, I could do something more, right. you know, something more in depth so I can learn about people. So I ended up doing psychology and, you know, it's just a lot easier to kind of go through life knowing how kind of people think in terms of, you know, how they think and then what behavior uh, is and just a behavior analysis. So I really thought that was a good spot for me to start at. And as I went down, you know, the four years, it just, you know, things, things just fell into place, truly. Right. But okay. um, I had no idea when I first went in, I, I had no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of a similar situation for me. Like I came in as computer science, <clears throat> thinking that I, you know, I wanted to program and make video games and doing all this stuff. Um, and it was like I ended up changing my major after after the end of my freshman year, just because, you know, I think college really opens up a lot of doors in terms of you're exposed to so much. You know, you have yeah. so many opportunities to explore different things that you you realize that maybe something that you initially were really interested in isn't really, you know, what you're really, really interested in, you know. Um, and I, that was one thing that, uh, you know, I noticed and that I went through as well. So I, I guess kind of branching off of that, what's one piece of advice? And it doesn't have to be major related. Um, one piece of advice you would give to students who are coming out of high school right now and going into college. Um, whether that's mindset, whether that's choosing a major, whether that's, um, you know, figuring out their place. What's what's one piece of advice that you would give, uh, you know, like a uh, high school graduate right now? OK, I mean, I actually did an uh, internship, you know, at my old high school and I kind of tried to figure out it was like a kind of like a guidance counselor in, uh, internship. Okay. And I spoke to some seniors and I spoke to freshmen and I, and I really got an understanding of what you know, people need to, what type of mindset they have moving forward. So, you know, my, I guess the question you can ask yourself is first, is just like, what do you want out of life? You know, right. you gotta, what, what do you want? Do you want, what type of lifestyle do you want for yourself? Or do you see, you know, wanting for yourself? What kind of position are you in? Do you want to help your parents? Do you, is it just an individual effort? Is it just you? Do you have brothers and sisters? Like, it really depends on, on you. And then at the same time, it's, you know, you got to think about your happiness. You know, are you going to be happy, uh, you know, just in certain jobs and things of that nature? You got to really think about what majors take you to these positions that you're interested in. And whether it be sports you're into, uh, music, uh, you know, following your passion is great. But, you know, if money is a thing for you, you have to think about that. You really have to think about what major would have you able to live comfortably and stable right. i think this the word the word is stable that's the key word and then you can talk about all, all these other things that you want to do that are your passion so you'll be able to actually successful moving down the forward moving down and, and moving forward in your life yeah <clears throat> you know i believe i, I think that's, so, a, that's i mean i hope that answers your question <laughs> no it does it does that's a great point too and i was actually having a conversation with a friend pretty recently about this how you know we kind of realized coming out of college choosing your major and choosing what you want to do it's a lot more about being strategic you know definitely kind of like how you're saying you know setting yourself up for totally financial agree, success and stuff like that you know because it might be cool you know if you want to be a puppetry major but you got to look at it and be like okay is this viable and maybe you know i'm just i'll just throw that out there maybe puppetry majors make a lot of money i don't know <laughs> but uh <laughs> you never know man. but but yeah but it's like it's kind of like you got to be strategic so you know even me being somebody who's artistic I could have went to school for like graphic design or something, but those are skills that I exactly. knew I could get on my own. You know, I could watch a YouTube video and I could learn everything I need to know I about agree. Photoshop and, you know, InDesign and Illustrator and all that stuff. <laughs> so really being strategic about what you choose is, is a huge thing. Um, and kind of bouncing definitely, off of that, definitely. you raised a really good point talking about, you know, setting yourself up for financial success and um, success in other parts of your life. But how would you say your definition of success has changed, you know, as you've gotten older, because I know, you know, when we're younger, a lot of times we can see people with flashy cars, a nice house, you know, all yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah, and just kind of yeah. say, okay, they're successful, but we don't look at other things like mental health. We don't look at other things like being able exactly. to, um, you know, have work-life balance. Like how, what, mm -hmm. what do you define success as right now? 
I mean, success is unique to a person, to be very honest with you. Um, It's an individual aspect. Uh, A lot of people look outwards when they talk about success, but it really starts within, you know, your your inner peace, like you talked about, your mental health, understanding, you know, know, that this is not my passion now, but later you can get onto it once you're stable. That's how I feel about that. Um, I just feel like, a lot of people are so quick to just have fun, but they don't worry about how it's going to be in, in the next, you know, five to 10 years and what it means to them to be actually successful. So it's really an inner question for yourself. I mean, some people feel like success is money. Personally, for me, I don't think so. I think success is your comfortability in a situation when you grow up as an adult. That's right. you being a success, successful, being able to uh, be self-sufficient and uh sustain a livelihood and be you know and be happy in what you what you're living some people could live off like ten dollars and it's just cool with them you know they're that yeah. they're that frivolous and they they can do that i mean some people need a hundred dollars some people need a hundred thousand i mean it is up to you um but success is is totally uh different for everyone and i don't i'm not sure if do you agree or is that something uh that you that you don't agree with no, I totally agree. I totally agree. That's 100 um, percent subjective. And it's, it's just something that you have to define um, for yourself. Uh, and, I, and I definitely think, you know, for me in particular, I think my definition of success really expanded, you know, as I got older, you know, because because like I said, I was just kind of when I was younger. 15, 16, 17, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, if I grow up, I get a BMW, I get a nice house, I do that, you know, that was like my definition of success. And I was like, I realized, I was like, that's really shallow, you know, at the end of the day, like, Like, you know, it's, it's, that's not going to bring you happiness. Like, yes, I think financial success is a component. um, But I also think that there's so many other factors that really come into, you know, making sure that you're happy as a, as a whole person, you know. Um, and not just the financial components. So I, definitely I agree. agree. I 100% agree with you, man. I mean, it takes, it's, it's a lot of moving parts, though. You know, I feel like as you grow older, um, your definition of success will change, you right. know, because you get kids, your success is, is, is if they succeed or you set them up in a position to succeed. Exactly. So things may change, you know, but I think, uh, you know, ultimately it's up to you. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, but shifting gears a little bit too, just just kind of pivoting back to um, college and talking about our college experiences. Um, You know, both of us are are men of color um, and, you know, both of us attended uh, PWI. So I went to UConn. um, You went to Sacred Heart. Um, Heart. Yeah. So so how has or how did if if at all the experience of, of being, you know, a minority on a predominantly white campus, did that affect your ability to operate? Did that present challenges at any point in time? And if so, you know, how did you sort of work through that and handle it? I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't so much of a, I guess, cultural shock for me uh, because right. I came from predominantly white uh, high school, okay. but I had plenty of gentlemen in there, especially on a football and basketball team that I could uh, really speak to um, and, and really connect with on that level uh, right. in terms of being a minority and a man of color. So I really um, wasn't too, I guess, uh, you know, shocked when I went to Sacred Heart because it's, you know, predominantly white as well. So I think the whole point was was more of keeping my own uh, 
individuality um, right. and understanding that the things that, you know, may go on in the university may not be exactly what I want. You know what I mean? And I don't have to always involve myself with the uh, typical activities on campus or off campus uh, for right. this institution. You know, I think at that point, it was me just trying to find my way and, you know, yes, stick with a group of guys in my uh, area and uh, on campus, but also venture out and, and see other walks of life at other schools and understand the differences between, uh, you know, different universities. Everyone always asks, oh, school is a scam. And I mean, they always say school is a scam and things like that. I mean, you can get something out of school. Uh, you right. just have to kind of find it. Um, but, you know, in any case, if you don't do that and branch out and some people choose not to, it could hinder you in some in some cases. You know yeah. what I mean, I agree. So what about you, though? Tell me about your experience, Chris. I got to know. Yeah, no, it's I, U- I, it's UConn, man. <laughs> yeah, UConn, UConn, UConn is a party school. It was a, it was an interesting experience for sure. And, and I was similar to you. Um, you know, my high school was pretty, pretty diverse. So, you know, moving into the space at UConn. For me, it wasn't it wasn't too much of a culture shock either. Um, but I do think that there was that component of trying to maintain individuality uh, because I, I think at certain points, you know, even in corporate, like moving into corporate, I've noticed like sometimes you feel like you have to conform or you have to sort of speak a certain way or move a certain way or, you know, um, operate a certain way simply because that's kind of how everyone around you is operating. Um, and and I, I was at times a little reluctant to maybe show parts of my culture or show parts of how, you know, I came up or grew up and stuff like that. So really right. making sure that I created a space for myself um, to be able to have those conversations with people who weren't black or who weren't of color. Um, and then also, you know, be comfortable with, with presenting myself. Um, that was a huge thing. And I think that was the biggest thing that um, I had to sort of overcome. And, you know, this kind of, leads directly into my into my next topic okay. where uh i you know i joined we, we both met each other through um iota Phi theta fraternity incorporated uh yes, and sir. for those of you who are listening and don't know iota Phi theta is one of the uh nine uh or within the divine nine it's a historically black uh fraternity uh founded in 1963 so um i joined that my junior year um and you joined a little before me and became a member a little bit before me yeah so yeah Spring fifteen, man. Yeah, spring fifteen, and I was I was fall sixteen. So, can you speak to what kind of led you down that path? Like, what what got you interested in Greek life? Was it the cultural component? Was it more so just um the opportunity that came with it? What what you know led you down that path? So, I mean, uh, to be to be honest, you know, you got to go with your flock. You got to go with someone. You know, some people. Uh, I guess a group that makes you feel comfortable. Right. Um, and, you know, they most likely are going to look like you. And, and they did. You know, there were some brothers, uh, you know, Evan Pittman, God rest his soul. Um, you know, I just he was one of those people who, you know, spoke to me right off the bat. Uh, I was actually freshman year. I played football as well. So, you know, I was a walk on and I was, was always trying to talk to people that played football and had, you know, other things going on on campus mm-hmm. other than football. So Evan and Rudy were, were two people that definitely were had that stuff going on and I could see myself and you know just being kind of like them you know looking up to my big brothers Um, and at the same time I wanted to kind of maintain some type of professionalism get some tips and and cues from 
you know, people who've been through it, uh, you know, been through college, been through looking for a job, and I wanted to kind of set myself up for success. Um, no regrets in it all. You know, I, I, I wish, you know, a lot of people would, you know, take the a chance and join a group that makes them feel comfortable. It doesn't have to be a fraternity, but um, it really shaped my mind and made me, uh, you know, more aware of my surroundings and what's going on. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it just made things a little bit easier for me. I can't speak for others, but definitely made things a little bit easier for me, especially being at a predominantly white institution. So, yeah, I think it was a positive, I got to say. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I say I felt the same way, you know, definitely coming into it. And a lot of my reasons for joining were were similar to yours. You know, it was a group of people that I felt comfortable with um, that I could relate to. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the biggest the biggest thing that I, I've just taken away from being in a fraternity outside of, um, you know, the social aspect is, is really the people that I've been able to meet, you know, um, True. you know, I've been able to meet you. You're doing great things. I've been able to meet a lot of other brothers who are doing, you know, really, really great things and really trying to, um, you know, improve themselves and also expand and and be a part of the community. And I think that's um, something that that just is, is lifelong, you know, um, and I think yes, sir. one of one of the things that a lot of people get wrong about Greek life, too, is they just kind of see it as, oh, we just all party. Everybody just wears letters. And then that's all it is. <laughs> but there's a lot more. I mean, that's part of it. Yes. I'm not going to sit here in front and be like, OK, we don't party and stuff. But, yeah, there's there's a lot more to it, you know, behind the scenes that I think is, is super valuable. So exactly. Definitely. I mean, you know, every every fraternity or sorority has a mission statement or a set of values that they, that they covet, you know, they want to push that type of thing and, and positivity. This is not a cult. You know what I mean? It's not a cult. It's not something we're forcing on you. It's, uh, you know, a conversation between you and the people that are joining and the guidelines and, uh, I guess, uh, themes and topics that they hold dear, Um, you know, just really positive things like scholarship and leadership. Scholarship, really important. You always got to do well in school. You know what I mean? You always got to get something out of the classroom and then leading the right way, of course. You know, those are just a couple of our uh, things that that we hold dear for IOTA Fight Day Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, as growing up, these are the things that my parents taught me. And I right. felt like that aligned with what I was was I grew up with, you know, so. You know, it just has to be something that that that's positive for sure. Don't join something because, you know, you're forced into it or you feel like that. I don't think I was forced to do it. You know, right. me and my friends made a, a a point to actually do something. We fulfilled it and no regrets on that. Yeah. And just to kind of echo what you're saying, too, I think it's super important. If you're thinking about joining an organization and you're in college right now, um, you're kind of on the fence. You don't you don't know where to go. You don't know where you fit. Uh, really, really focus on where you feel where you feel comfortable. You know, um, trust your heart, like trust your gut. If you feel good about something, you feel good around a group of people. Um, don't necessarily let other people sway you and say, "Oh, no, don't join that organization. Join this one." You know, like do what feels right for you, um, and make a decision that's genuine to you know your experiences to what you want, uh, because you're just gonna be a lot happier in the long run. You know, instead of choosing something that you were like you were, you know like you said um, that you were forced into. So uh, totally agree with that. But um, one other thing that is really interesting and that I really want to uh, touch on as well in regards to college is, you know, 
from year one all the way to year four, year five, when people graduate uh, from undergrad or however long it takes. I know some people it takes longer than that, five, six, seven years. But what would you say was one of your biggest challenges um, in college? Like what, what was something that you really had to work hard to overcome to get to that graduation point that you feel, that you're like proud of now? You look back, you're like, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's really like it always comes down to the schoolwork aspect, you know, especially when you get down to the last, you know, two years of your your degree when you're focusing in on, uh, you know, what you actually want to do, your concentration. Um, I just feel like, uh, you know, it was school, you know, just school in general, the discipline of studying and doing well in class. That's one thing that I'm glad I was able to to learn. I mm-hmm. definitely, um, you know, I'm not the best student, but at the same time, you know, you can get a lot out of classes, especially, you know, the last two years, junior, senior year, you're, you're doing stuff within your major. So it definitely gets more exciting um, for sure. Right. It definitely, uh, you know, wants you to focus in more because, you know, when you go to a job, you know, after you have your degree, you got to be able to take something from what you learned from school. You know, not everything you take from school is something that, you know, you always need. Of course, everyone hears that. That's true. But there are a a good amount of things that you should be able to transition to whatever play, whatever job you want to get. And that's why it's really important to think about, obviously, what you want, you know, going to back to, you know, people who are, you know, seniors in high school going into college. You think about that stuff, you know, you know, what kind of lifestyle you want? Are you going to be happy in this job? Does it pay enough? Um, and, and are you going to like it? You know, are you, are you going to like it and, and just actually be able to fulfill it? Cause there's a lot of people who go, you know, who's to school, they come out of school. They're not, you know, doing the major that they intended. Now, some right. people knew, uh, you know, they were going to do a job, you know, when they got out and they just needed maybe the, the social aspect of college, but, uh, you know, so you can still get stuff out of it. And that's, that's really more, more of the point there. Um, pay attention in class. It's for real. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Got you. And and I know you mentioned like you were talking about um kind of deciding, you know, what you want going into college. Um I think there's a whole nother shift that happens when you get to the point where, you know, you're about to graduate, you probably, you know, trying to line your line up your first job um and, and set things up there. You know, since since coming out of college, how have you begun to like really you know, lock in your vision or create a new vision, you know, because I, I think there's a, there's a whole, there's one vision you have going into college. And then there's another one that starts to develop, you know, when you go out, you know, when you get out of college. So what's, true, what's kind of been your process for moving forward, whether that's, you know, uh, graduating and getting your first job, uh, graduating and getting your own place. What, you know, what has that process been like for you? I mean, it's really been tough. I just recently moved out of my mom's house. So, uh, you know, now I'm living in Stanford now and, you know, just trying to get a hold of what it is to actually pay your own bills. Cause that's a huge thing, you know, making sure you budget correctly. Exactly. (laughs) That's something that we don't, we're not taught at all. You know, you got to learn that stuff from your parents. If they teach you, you know, I know some people just, you know, they're thrown to the fire, like, you know, 18, you got to, you got to move out. That's not how my family worked. You know, they, you know, try to give you some time. You know, my mom is a little bit different. You know, she's a little more lenient than most parents. But, you know, at some point uh, you got to be able to just go out 
and spread your ring, your wings and and take on something that you're super uncomfortable with. You know, right. money is, is an issue, you know, for me is personally, it's just like not an issue. Like I don't make enough, but just you got to make sure you have enough. Exactly. You gotta, you don't want to be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, which is, you know, tough. And, and most people that's the case because it's just tough out here. But, um, you know, I guess that aspect of moving out and just taking, you know, getting out of your comfort zone will make you better in the long run. Um, and I'm glad I did that, you know, in the last, you know, few months and five, actually was it five months now. Yeah. And it's really different. You know, uh, you know, I don't I can't ask my mom for some money. You know, I got to be able to make a way for myself because I have a job, you know, right. saving, not sending, spending so much on other things. Um, but, you know, I think it's going great, honestly. You know, I'm, I'm able to kind of do what I want and, and really think about stuff and, you know, focus on my passions, you know, and just be in a space that I'm comfortable with for sure. Um, just and, and be able to just hang out and, and live my life as an adult. So I think everything's going great, actually. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely go back to the to the point you were saying about personal finance or personal finance. I can't even talk right now. Um, that's that's a huge thing. If I could drill that into everybody's mind, like if you're coming out of college right now, you're, even if you're in college, personal mm -hmm. finance is a huge thing to be able to just you know wrap your head around and really understand how to budget your money and really understand how much you have coming in, how much you have going out. That is probably one of the most important things you know, that you'll need, you know, moving out on your own and getting your own place. And that's just one thing I noticed as well. Um, and it's something they don't teach in school, which is very interesting uh, because it's probably one of the most important things that you will ever use throughout your entire life. Um, right. And yeah, and like the experience of moving out too, I think it it really does provide like a whole new perspective on life because I think you appreciate, you know, with your parents or with, you know, whoever you grew up with, whoever took care of you, you appreciate that a lot more. Cause you see how hard it is to like, all right, yeah, I got to budget my money. I got to go buy groceries. I got to get exactly. gas, got to pay for insurance. And you have all these things coming at you. You're like, wow, you know, like I really appreciate what my parents were doing for me or my grandmother, my grandfather, whoever, you know, was doing for me at that time. Um, and if you have that opportunity to, to stay home for a little bit, stack some bread, I definitely recommend doing that. You know, that's what I did for a little bit. Don't feel like you got to, you know, uh, you know, hop out of college and then hop straight into your own place and buy a house or buy an apartment. Stack that bread up, pay off some of your loans, do what you got to do, you know, so by the time that you you make that decision that you're in a good place, because um, I think a lot of people just they might just, you know, kind of venture out on their own just because they feel like everybody else is doing it and they got to copy somebody and like, oh, I got to get my own place, but they really don't have the money. That's a fact. That's, yeah. You just kind of setting yourself up for failure. So if you have that opportunity, take some time, regroup, mm -hmm. get your stuff together, get your bread up, stack your bread, and then you go ahead and, you know, move the way you want to move. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I one hundred percent agree. That is that is really really good advice. A lot of people hear it, but they kind of brush it off and don't don't really stay true to it. Um, exactly. I agree with you one hundred percent because I think I I would have put away a lot more money if I you know was disciplined, like you're saying. You know what I mean? Right. You know, stacking your bread even in you know your second you know third year in college. You know, depending on your your situation financially, if you can put money away. That's always the best bet. There's some people that are working uh, while they're in school to pay off, you know, student loans and, and to pay for their actual tuition. So that's a little bit tougher. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you have the opportunity and you get a scholarship to go to a school, your best bet, you know, save for something nice, like a big ticket item. 
save for a, a car that you really like and, and and not have a huge payment over your head and save for a nice down payment or right. a down payment on a, a place or just just something uh you know that's that's actually sustainable and something that you're going to want in the future a lot of people their living situation isn't the best now so this is something to shoot for you know exactly. so i i 100 agree with you chris man that's like, and that's invaluable advice there man yeah so you know we're coming close to, to to the end of the podcast but one thing i do like to do before um you know we close out and, and what i like to do with everybody who comes on is really just ask um then for just a piece of life advice, a quote, something that's really um, just kind of carried you throughout life, just a mindset uh, that you would want to leave everybody else with uh, and that something that they could take away from today and say, OK, you know, this is something I can think about or something I can apply to my life. Right. Um, I guess a quote would be, uh, you know, live your truth, you know, mm-hmm. do what you feel is right for you, especially if it's positive. You know, you always got to do the positive thing. You know, people think, you know, just just live your life. You know what I mean? I'm not telling someone to do negative, anything negative or anything like that. Sorry about that. But no, no. If it's something positive, live your truth. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. You know, you know what I mean? Just be able to be strategic. I'm going to use your word, Chris. Be strategic. Okay understand what you have to do, what you want, and, and, and just live it to the fullest. Like, uh, honestly, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a great piece that's, of advice. That's, pretty much it, man. that's what's up. That's what's up. What about you, dude? You got one for the people? Oh, okay. You flipping it back on me. All right. Oh. Nah, I need, I need, I need something to take home. You know, you inspire me all the time when I see you do this, this, these podcasts and these episodes, you know, you sound great. Yeah. Like hit me off with something real quick. Okay. I would say one piece of advice um is if you want to do something don't think about it just do it um and i'm not trying to this is not sponsored by nike so you know i'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to steal nike <laughs> right bro. there but uh coming. <laughs> yeah. but yeah honestly man like over these past couple of years just in my early 20s and stuff like that um a lot of the things that have manifested in my life and a lot of successes that i've had it's just really come from even if I was scared about something even if I was nervous even if I was unsure I just got started and just started doing it you know um and and the more and the faster you kind of throw yourself into a situation the less time you have to overthink it the less time you have to you know kind of tell your tell yourself reasons why you can't do something you know so if you have something in your mind that you want to do my biggest piece of advice is just you know just get started with it right away don't worry about failing don't worry if you're not good enough like if you're not good at it yet just with time, all of that will come. And the, and the biggest thing is just getting started. And I think um, in the long run, you know, many years down the road, you'll thank yourself and you'll really be, you know, proud of yourself for um, stepping out on faith and, and doing something that that scared you. So uh, that's it. That's that's the only piece of advice that I have. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. It's good advice, man. I'm on that. I'm on that uh, track right now. You know, that's, yeah. that's the inspiration I need. So. Exactly. You know, hopefully, hopefully in the next month or so, we'll we'll be having this conversation on my podcast. Hey, well, I'm looking forward to it. But before we close, is there any you know social media you want to shout out, drop, or anything related to the neighborhood? Uh, uh nothing right now. Um, you okay. know, it's still in the works in terms of the neighborhood podcast. Uh, I got a couple things I got to work out prior to any recording being done. Gotcha. But definitely stay tuned. Um, you know, 
just everyone, you know, if you're interested and you have a business, reach out to me. Let's coordinate something. And you could probably be on my one of my first episodes so we can have a conversation about your business, what you can offer to society, what, you know, things you're trying to get off and, you know, all, all that positive stuff, man. Come talk to me. Okay. Word. And what I'll do, you know, once everything is is up and running, um, I'll come back to this particular podcast episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I will link everything um, in the description. So I'll come back and I'll update, update that um, in the future. So you guys will be able to reach out to uh, Osaze if you have a business or if you want to get in contact with him. But uh, with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, make sure you leave a five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.